Come on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all having a great weekend whenever you hear this, or if it's a Friday afternoon, whatever it's going on with Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you've got big plans, whether that is to barbecue at home, get out and about, go camping. Weather's supposed to be clearing up here along the Wasatch Front in Utah. Uh, it's been a very wet and cold spring, but it appears we should have some good weather this weekend, so hopefully get out and enjoy it. But a lot to cover on today's edition of the podcast, which is your daily Daily Source, Daily Podcast, all focused on BYU sports. A lot to cover. Glenn Lumen, another BYU fan who lives on a sailboat in the Philippines, cruising Asia, is going to join us. He'll be in the second and third segments talking a lot of BYU football, independence, and also BYU basketball. In the first segment today, we're going to run down the postseason play for all the BYU teams in action yesterday. Good showings in the men's and women's track and field sphere, but not so good showings for BYU baseball and men's golf. We'll run that down for you. And of course, it is day 97 in our Holy War countdown. Austin Chambers Day will profile the defensive lineman for you in this first segment as well. So a lot to cover on today's podcast, but thanks again for downloading the show. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and also the brand new Himalaya podcast app. Check us out there. They're a proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars. Today's podcast also brought to you today by our good friends at Hotels.com. Want to remind you guys, don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. All right, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for May 24th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Once again, thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the podcast. A long weekend ahead with Memorial Day. Uh, just a kind of a heads up for you guys, we'll do some shorts. We'll do some player profile short podcast, no more than probably five minutes or so on guys tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. You can catch up on all of those. But our next full podcast won't be until Tuesday. It's just a little programming note to kick things off today. But let's start off with what's happening happening in BYU sports. BYU baseball, the number one seed going into the going into the WCC tournament, and they've gone five times to this tournament. And guess how many times they have won their first game in this tournament? That would be zero. Uh, BYU lost 4-1 to Loyola Marymount yesterday at Banner Island Ballpark in Stockton, California. Uh, two years ago, BYU lost its opening game to LMU and then won four consecutive elimination games to capture the WCC tournament title and get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. It appears that might be the same case for BYU, but Cody Paiva, who was the WCC Pitcher of the Year, threw a complete game five hitter and struck out 11 BYU batters. Absolutely dominant performance. Congratulations to him and BYU's now got their work cut out for them. Uh, number two seed Gonzaga lost to number three seed uh, St. Mary's in the other game yesterday. So BYU will face off against Gonzaga today at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Live stream on the W.TV. Also a live broadcast on BYU, uh, BYU Radio. So the BYU Radio Network, you can catch the game there. Hopefully BYU doesn't see themselves get dumped out early in this tournament because I think that might be the death knell for their opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament maybe because their RPI did fall in the final few weeks of the season and that's tough to see so hopefully BYU wins today wins a couple more games and really hope gives themselves an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament so 
that disappointing showing also got paired with a disappointing showing for BYU men's golf. Of course, they played their third round, technically, of the NCAA men's golf tournament yesterday uh, down there at in Fayetteville, Arkansas at Blessings Golf Club, and it was a rough third round for BYU. They shot 21 over as a team. Going to have some work to do. Today's officially the first round for all the teams in the tournament. Uh, you have to be in the top, I believe it's the eight or so, to make the stroke play championship division of this. So BYU's got the work cut out for them because a plus 21 that's going to be added onto your score, whatever you do today and tomorrow in the first and second rounds. BYU could find themselves in a world of hurt. They had the same similar showing a year ago when they played their third round, didn't have a good showing, and ended up getting themselves eliminated early. But here's hoping that BYU can bounce back. Uh, it's a big field, though, so we'll see how it goes for the Cougars, but they have got plenty of work ahead of them. They're scheduled to tee off in their first round action at 2 o'clock Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that would be 12 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll see how it goes for the Cougars in the men's golf tournament. I'll have a full recap for you on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday's edition of the show. Uh, one final note for you, though, in terms of BYU results from yesterday is seven athletes from the men's and women's track and field teams, including All-American Rory Linkletter, winning the 10,000 meters, headlined BYU uh, in terms of athletes advancing to the national championships. So congratulations, a good first day for BYU and women's track and field. So congratulations to Connor McMillan, Connor Mance, uh, Clayton Young, Dallin Farnsworth, and Connor Weaver, all advancing to the NCAA championships, like I said. Link letter clocked a time of 28 minutes 59 59.43 seconds to finish first for the second year in a row. So he'll be a big favorite at the national championships. See how he does in Austin next next year. So plenty to cover for you guys. We'll track it for you and see what's going on over the weekend for men's and women's track and field. But it's a good start for them in terms of getting the 59 athletes they took to the preliminaries. Seven of them already into the NCAA championships. We'll see how it goes the rest of the weekend. All right, one final note before we take a time out here and welcome our special co-host Glenn Lumen from clear across the Pacific is it is day 97 we are counting down all of the days until BYU football kicks off their season when they take on the University of Utah on August 29th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and of course day 97 usually okay you can see a guy in the 90s usually a defensive lineman and that's no different today Austin Chambers a six foot five 315 pound defensive lineman from Shawnee Mission Kansas Chambers came to be BYU is an offensive lineman. About the time that uh, Keanu Saliapaga switched over to offensive line a year ago, well, Austin Chambers was like traded straight across, it felt like. He went over to the defensive line. He collected two assisted tackles last year in a reserve role uh, for BYU at defensive tackle. Uh, he'll have his work cut out for him to really make the rotation this year, but I think with a year under his belt, working in the weight room, really understanding the technique, the fundamentals of playing defensive line, Here's hoping he can really step up and make an impact. He was a three-star recruit by all the major recruiting platforms coming out of Kansas, the number seven overall prospect from the state. So a big opportunity for Austin Chambers this year. Only a junior. He's still got a couple of years left of eligibility. So here's hoping he can enter the rotation and provide some quality depth for BYU. But we are now just 97 days away from BYU football. It's getting close, guys. It's going to be very exciting to see what happens. 
over the coming days and weeks. BYU Media Day, will be, Media Day will be here before too long. And of course, we'll have you covered on everything going on in BYU sports right here on your daily podcast, all focused on BYU. All right, we'll step aside here, come back with our special co-host, Glenn Lumen. He joins me via Skype next. But a reminder for you guys before we go to check us out on the Himalaya Podcast app. Fantastic new app. Always got new features being added to the app. The Locked On Podcast Network is a proud partner of what they've got going with this app in terms of what Himalaya is building. A lot of money behind it, so I'd encourage you guys, if you're looking for a new podcatcher, check us out on the Himalaya Podcast app, and thanks again for downloading the show. Please subscribe. It's free. I know a lot of times when you say subscribe, you think you have to pay dollars. Subscriptions to podcasts don't cost money, for the most part. This one doesn't. So subscribe, rate, and review the show. Give us that five-star review. It takes but a moment to do it, and I really appreciate you guys doing that for me. All right, more in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Reminder for you guys, when you are out and about, make sure to download the podcast. Tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you always stay up to date with the show. Um, I'm pleased to welcome in a longtime listener. Uh, we've had some of you guys on here to uh, be co-hosts, let you kind of drive the show, share your thoughts on BYU sports. But this is a special edition because we are going clear across the Pacific. Glenn Lumen, he's a longtime listener. He's living in the Philippines. He joins us via Skype, of course. Uh, and Glenn, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. Great to be here. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, I think some listeners are saying, okay, what in the world is a BYU fan doing all the way in the Philippines? Do you want to let people in on what's going on? Sure. Um, my uh, dad was a dentist in the Air Force, and I moved here in 1961. He's actually baptized in the Philippines. Um, went uh, to BYU and eventually ended up marrying a Filipina and I'm living on a sailboat sailing all the islands of Asia and mostly the Philippines right now. Okay. I think most BYU fans just got extremely jealous thinking about sailing on a sailboat, living on said sailboat and seeing most of the islands of Asia. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing. I'm, I can hardly believe I'm doing it really. I pull into these beautiful secluded coves and I look up and see a cell tower and, uh, click online and watch the latest uh, BYU sports and I keep it keep connected I listen to all the podcasts and watch all the games every day that's see and that's absolutely fascinating to me modern technology I say it on the podcast all the time is a marvel it's incredible what it allows us to do it's awesome to have you on a show I am sitting here in Salt Lake City Utah talking to you what 12,000 miles away 10,000 miles away and it's yeah, clear prob- as day. probably something like that yeah, and I'm just sitting on a sailboat in a beautiful bay. I'm in a, a place called Karan, which is the northern end of the island of Palawan, which is the long, skinny island to the far west, if anybody knows the Philippines. I'm sure we have a few listeners who serve missions there or whatnot that are probably familiar with <laughs> yeah. that area. Absolutely. Um, okay, yeah. so, Glenn, uh, your background, you said you went to BYU in the, in the 60s. You've been around BYU sports most of your life. What kind of led to you being a BYU fan in the first place? 
Well, you know, my dad was a big BYU fan. I remember laying up on his bed in the middle of the night in Oregon with a regular old radio trying to catch the skip in KSL and listen to the basketball games and, and football games. My uh, uncle attended BYU uh, when, uh, you know, when um, Virgil Carter was playing, and we were actually living in Virgil Carter's ward in California at the time. So it started when I was pretty young. Okay, so yeah, you've been you've been locked in for a long time. Uh, so with BYU, you say that you watch uh, the latest whenever yeah you see a cell tower there in the Philippines. Uh, in terms of what you're able to catch and everything, are, where do you stand in terms of BYU today? Like, what what do you think of the current state of BYU athletics? Well, you know, I just love the fact that I get to watch everything, and BYU TV does such an excellent job that. Uh, you know, we're, we're really blessed to have that quality of a production. I mean, I, I watch all the games on the Pac-12 network and, uh, you know, the WCC TV mm-hmm. network, yeah. and the, quali- the, qual- the quality of production is, is so much superior on BYU TV. I very seldom, um, you know, miss a game. If it was broadcast, whether it's volleyball or rugby or, or softball or, you know, whatever, I, I, I get a chance to catch the game. See, and that's incredible because you think about it, you're clear across the Pacific and the time difference, of course, but that's awesome that you're able to keep up with it. Um, With BYU football in particular, we were talking before the show, you kind of mentioned some of the things you wanted to talk about. You you said you wanted to talk a little bit about independence. Of course, it's kind of a hot button issue with BYU fans. There are many fans that think independence is the right way to go. BYU should stay independent for the foreseeable future, barring an invite to a P5 conference. Of course, you have other people who say, independence has been a has been a failure we need to get back into a conference where do you stand on independence well you know i think that byu is a unique um university and we have different goals than other universities so you know exposure and access i think are the key features that byu is is trying to accomplish and i think as far as exposure uh, independence has been a complete winner um you know, the ability, at least for me, being selfish, I get to watch all the games. If it was stuck in some conference that wasn't televised very much and the Olympic sports weren't televised, you know, I would have, you know, basically no way to watch them. Uh, as far as access, especially in football, you know, it is a limiting factor, but I personally, you know, love independence. Now, would I like to be in a, you know, a big power conference? Probably, you know, if I had my choice and mm-hmm. could wave my magic wand, we'd be, we'd be in the Pac-12. You know, yeah. but uh, uh, you know that would that would be the the awesome solution. But um, you know, I, I think for now, I think it's the best practical solution we have. Absolutely. I I think most people would agree with you. Um, In terms of this upcoming season, of course, BYU starts off the season with a pretty heavy slate. Four Power 5 teams in their first four games. Of course, the first game coming against Utah. Uh, What are your thoughts on this upcoming football season? Well, I mean, what an incredible opportunity. I mean, when I was going to school at BYU in the early 70s, you know, we we didn't have opportunity to play teams like that. Now, is it a daunting schedule? Yes. Could we lose almost every game? Absolutely. But, 
you know, the ability to play those quality teams was something that we, we never dreamed of in the, in the early 70s. So it's, it's a great opportunity. I guess my feelings about BYU is that I want the school to represent the church and the best we have to offer. And I'm more than willing to accept whatever outcome there is. Okay, yeah, and I th- I think that's that's the right way to go about it, and I think most BYU fans are looking forward to this season just simply due to the fact of what they saw at the end of last year. Of course, Zach Wilson, I think, being the chief uh, reason why people have optimism for this BYU football team. What player or players are you most excited about about this BYU football program going into 2019? I think the thing that I'm most excited is how we, how deep we are in every area. I mean, you know, the kind of shored up our running back situation. Um, Zach is awesome. Um, the whole quarterback depth is, is great. We have a good bevy of receivers. The defense looks strong. Uh, offensive line looks great. Uh, the secondary, I'm impressed that when's the last time we had a secondary that looked like this so you know um i just i'm just in love with this whole team and i just want them to do their best i think that's it all i really accept is that every game we we fight to the last second and i'll accept the outcome i think most byu fans would would say amen to that um one more question before we take a break here with you glenn uh in terms of football uh with the with the current state of things, you say, yeah, you said if you had an opportunity to snap your fingers and put BYU in the Pac-12, you would do that. It looks like, at least for the time being, BYU, of course, is going to have to play things out as an independent to kind of see what happens with the next round of conference realignment that we're all kind of being told is going to come in the middle of next decade. In terms of just the exposure of BYU, when you're over there in the Philippines, I'm not assuming that there's many people that know what what American football is, or am I am I am I mistaken in that in that assumption? Well, you know, the Philippines is more of a basketball country. The U.S. it was a U.S. colony mm-hmm. for 50 years, and the the GIs brought basketball. And you'd be shocked. You can go to any town in the middle of the jungle or on a beach somewhere. The center of town is going to be a basketball court. So uh, probably they know much more about BYU uh, basketball than they do football. But I do meet an occasional BYU basketball fan. And, you know, there's 700,000 members here. So um, they're they're paying attention. Let's, let's say that. Well, yeah, see, and that's, that's what I wanted to ask about. Like, so it, the profile of BYU, it's still pretty large, even all clear across the Pacific in the Philippines. Yeah, I mean, the kids that go to school here, the return missionaries, they got a way to get into BYU-Hawaii. So, you know, that's a dream for them to go to BYU-Hawaii and then transfer to BYU-Provo. Um, a lot of uh, the youth are involved in the Pathway Project. So there's, there's definitely a connection. Awesome. And the fact that Tyler Hall, the yeah. fact that Tyler Haas went on his mission here, didn't hurt either. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I was right about that. So is this Tyler thought of pretty highly over there, having done what he's done in basketball? Yeah. They they watch him. I have uh, members that whenever I show up at state conference, they always come up to me and we chat BYU and basketball and Tyler and TJ and the whole thing. It's pretty interesting. Uh, see that, and that's fascinating to me. That just shows how how literally worldwide the reach BYU has. Um, Glenn, we're going to take a 
time out here. Come back on the other side. Talk sure. a little bit more with you. We'll talk maybe some more BYU basketball. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So stick with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Play a couple of spots here. We'll come back on the other side. A reminder for you before we go, though, that today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends trip. Guys like Glenn, who are in the Philippines, posting pictures of of great vistas and bays and whatnot in the, in the Philippines. Don't hate like that. Book your own trip with hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded more in a moment. This is locked on Cougars. Welcome on back to Locked on Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. A reminder for you guys to please subscribe, rate, and review the show. Those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts in particular are worth their weight in podcast gold. Um, another segment here with Glenn Lumen, of course, joining us all the way from the Philippines. Glenn, we talked a lot of BYU football, also some BYU basketball in the previous segment. Um, but you grew up in Oregon, like you mentioned earlier on the podcast. And, of course, any BYU fan that knows of the caliber of athletes that the state of Oregon has produced for BYU over the years. Uh, you mentioned some of the names before we recorded today. Guys like Danny Ainge, uh, Luke Staley, the Matthews brothers. What is it about Oregon, I guess, first off, that produces this caliber of athlete, or is it just we got luck of the gene pool going on up there in Oregon? You know, I, I'm really not sure. Sports is really, you know, huge in, in Oregon. Um, but one of the things that I noticed when I was growing up is that if you were a top notch, anything, student, musician, athlete, and you were LDS, you wanted to go to BYU. I remember when I applied for school, I didn't even look at another school. I just applied, got accepted, went to BYU. I, I didn't consider anything else. And obviously, you know, times have changed. Um, and so probably one of my biggest concerns is the fact that we don't seem to get every top athlete doesn't have BYU as its you know preferred destination. Do you have any uh, Do you have any thoughts as to why that might be the case? I've had some people suggest that just the the profile of the athletes, like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, the profile of athletes from the church has just grown exponentially, and that might be a reason. Do you have any particular reasons you subscribe yeah. to? Well, I think that that's a big a big part. You know, when the church was two or three million people then every good athlete could, and good student could go to BYU. But now as the church is, what, 16 million people, and BYU's um, student body hasn't grown, the uh, standards to get in have increased, and it's just, it's just harder for them to get in. Um, so I'm sure that that has created some of the problem. But there seems to be a, you know attitude uh, of, the, of the students that, you know, would – when their uh, sports careers blow up in high school, you know, they look for the biggest glamour name that they can latch on to. And I guess when I was a child growing up, boy, you know, you didn't think of anything else but but playing for BYU and trying to, you know, expand that. So I don't know what they can do. I don't know. I'm sure that, boy, the coaches and the administration are doing everything they can do to get these athletes but it would be really nice if we could uh, kind of spread the word that you have a you can really ac- accomplish something great for yourself, but for the church and 
you know, for a for a bigger for a bigger mission to to think about going to BYU. So, do you think it's as easy as if BYU starts to win at a high clip again? A lot of those guys' attitude or athletes' attitudes might change towards uh, considering BYU more heavily. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, if we're playing in big time bowl games every year, then it's a lot easier to sell some blue chip athlete on attending BYU and not going to some, you know, bigger name school. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, ob- obviously that's it. But, you know, a lot of, you know, even nowadays you'll get LDS kids that their parents went to BYU and no matter how many schools come knocking on their door, they don't think of anything but going to, uh, to BYU. So I think we maybe need to sell BYU uh, more on what you get when you go there. The atmosphere of the school, the value of your degree, uh, the kind of culture that you're going to be in, and then what the what the longstanding legacy that you could leave. In other words, if you're a great star and you become a big star at BYU, that legacy has a multiplier being at BYU than if you went than if you were an LDS kid and you ended up going to, you know, Arizona State or something like that. I think um, I think most people would just point to Jimmer at the, in that regard, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, whether you think it's the missionary effort or just the prestige of the church or, or um, whatever, there's just a certain value and a legacy that you can, you can have as a BYU athlete it's going to have a long, long lasting impression that you're never going to get at any other university if you're an LDS kid. Yeah, so you being based in the Philippines, I think you can speak to that more clearly than I think a lot of BYU fans even here in this in the United States as a whole, not even just in Utah, just in terms of the being stateside, period. Because you're international, and we talked about in the previous segment, like Tyler Hawes, mm-hmm. he's a very popular athlete in terms of his basketball prowess, having served a mission there in the Philippines. I think you're, you can speak more clearly to that in terms of the impact guys can have, not only just in the United States as a member of the church playing at BYU, but also expanded out to the millions of members worldwide. Yeah, I mean, Tyler's a, a hero here, but Frank Jackson is unknown. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, this, uh, and, and of course, Frank Jackson, anybody who knows that name, he played at Duke, of course. He's now playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. But like you said, had he played at BYU, his profile with members of the church, even nationally, even internationally, would have been exponentially higher, most likely. Yeah, and so... Um, you know, you can't convince a, a young kid who's getting ready to go to school that he owes the church something or that there's something like that that he needs to do. I don't, you know, I don't have the magic potion to convince them. It's just that, uh, you know, that's kind of something that I see living over here. The impact that those kids make um, is far more reaching than than they think. And and luckily you see a lot of kids they'll choose to do the school, go on a mission, and then they they get they get it and they come back and they transfer to BYU. So there is some of that happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last couple of minutes here with you, Glenn. Any um, other thoughts about BYU sports, BYU in general, that you'd like to let BYU fans know about from kind of your unique perch having living clear across the Pacific at this time? Oh, I get to stand on my my soapbox, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Go right on ahead. That's what we're having you on. So go right on ahead. I'll, uh, I'll get out of your well, way. 
Well, uh, BYU fans out there, uh, if I was going to beg anything is let's be fans. Let's support the team. You know, when we go to a game, we're not there to be entertained. We're not there to sit on our hands and wait for the team to entertain us before we cheer. You know, we should be there as the 12th man at the football team, encouraging them, supporting them, you know, giving them energy at the whole game. Um, you know, sometimes I think that BYU fans are so used to excellence that they show up at the game and now they're not going to cheer unless something spectacular uh, happens. And I kind of wish that that the, the fans in general would just be more supporting uh, of the athletes. And actually, you see it more when the when BYU travels and they're in these small gyms on the West Coast Conference. You know, they'll outnumber the other school's fans, and those fans are quite vocal. But I spent many a game in uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium being told to sit down and be quiet. So uh, I think a lot of BYU fans we, can relate to that. Yes. So I, I kind of wish that you know when we when they showed up that, that the fans themselves considered themselves a twelfth man and that we had an impact in the game. And you know we are there to just raise the roof and raise the energy of the building um, instead of sitting back waiting for them to do something that that pleases us. All right, there you have it, BYU fans. You have been put on notice. Glenn wants you guys to show up. And I think you're right. I think a lot, I think there are BYU, BYU fans that have reached out to me have expressed similar thoughts in the past. They want to, yeah, almost a, a Seattle Seahawks, the, the 12s there, the 12th man down at Texas A&M. Just right. be more involved in the game. Be a difference maker. Make the noise that makes the opposing team think, man, I don't want to play here again. Yeah, I mean, I just would like to have it so that, you know, our when our players suggest that they get more energy on the road than they do at home, that's not necessarily a good thing. Hey, absolutely. Well, Glenn, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's awesome to have you on the show clear across the Pacific from the Philippines. I'm actually hoping we can do this again. We're going to work this out. It actually worked better than I think you and I, you or I uh, thought it might in terms of the connection and everything, but it has been crystal clear, and that is absolutely fantastic, and it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, no problem. Anytime you want to chat about BYU sports, I will be ready. Absolutely. Glenn, is there, um, do you have a social media outlets people can see? You've sent me some pictures of your stops there in the Philippines and also other places that are absolutely spe- spectacular. Do you have any social media platforms you're putting those on? Uh, yeah, I, I post some pictures on Facebook. The name of the boat is Moon Shadow, and there's a Facebook page with Moon Shadow. And then um, my Facebook page is, uh, oh, I don't even know my wife set it up. I think it's... Uh, let me check here. It's you can look me up on Facebook and Glenn Room. I think it's called Sunshine Loves Glenn, and I think that's okay. uh, my wife's nickname. So yeah, we would love to, and I can even try to set it up, and I'll keep you guys abreast of all our journeys. And I'll, uh, I'll, um, my my biggest my biggest thing now is I need to get Sailor Coog t- uh, swag for for everybody on the boat. I think I think some BYU fans listening to this might be able to help you out. We'll see what we can do to help you out get that, all right? All right, man. All right, Glenn, thanks again for taking the time to join us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was great for, for me, too. 
All right. All right. We'll close out today's podcast. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast. It's been awesome to have you guys with us. Thanks. Big thanks to Glenn once again. And if you guys are interested, if you're a BYU fan out there, would love to join the show, whether it's remotely via Skype or phone call like Glenn was today, or if you want to come join me in person, love to have you guys on the show. Hit me up locked on BYU at gmail.com. Follow the show on social media, all the major social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C hatch. Love to hear from you guys today's show reminder for you brought to you by hotels.com and also our good friends at the himalaya podcast app check us out there pleasure to have you guys along for the ride we'll catch you again soon this has been the locked on cougars podcast